Free Range Tales is a collective of adventures and stories about outdoor pursuits shared by your hosts, Jason Tarasi and Adrian Lozano. Join us as we share tales and feature guests with unique perspectives on hunting, fishing, foraging, nature, wildlife, and wild foods, and learn about our search for the highest quality, sustainable ingredients we can find. On this week's episode, we recap our fall season. We discuss our quail season opener and pregame before our lobster dive tonight. We give some tips and pointers on locating quail and how to lobster dive. This is a magical time of year because you can hunt and dive in the same season. We had a lot of fun with this one and hope you do too. Thanks for listening. And we are back on the Free Range Tales. With me as always, my homie, Adrian Lozano. Hey, Jason, I just made a mess on your table. I'm so sorry <laughs> by cracking that beer. And oh, I'll use man. my shirt. Don't worry. You got a little too excited. Sorry. Hey, hey. that's my grandma's table, man. Hey, Amy, how you doing? <laughs> hey, Adrian. Welcome, Amy. Oh, thank you. Thank sorry, you. grandma's table. Yeah, that's okay. She's watching you from heaven. She's Híjole. like, hijo, I see that. Híjole. Lo siento, abuelita. It's okay. She's very forgiving. Okay, we're okay. good. It's we're evaporating. Good. We're, all, we're all cleaned so, up now. Yeah. We're all cleaned up. Now we're, we're back. Good to go. Uh, been another hiatus, man. I feel like they cheers every time. Cheers, guys. Cheers. We're not gonna let another second go. Cheers. <laughs> I feel like I say we've been on the hiatus every time. <sighs> yep. But every time there's good reason because we're getting out there and doing the things we like to do and the things we want to talk about. Because right now, late October, hunting season is full swing. Deer yes. season's happening right now. Yes, it is. Bird season just opened up. Mm-hmm. Fishing season is still going off. We just were talking about all the, the boats still pulling well, in yellow. Trout and down. season just trout started. Season, ah, but, trout season's almost over. It's coming. Oh, that's almost. right. That's right. I'm getting a little confused. My bad. But it's still that's like Touché. fall is a good time to be yeah. out there and doing your thing. Um lobster season's open. There we go. And so there's so many things happening right now. So we've just been really busy out and about all doing our own things. And ironically, like we've kind of we've been doing things a little separate, which is a little different. Are you guys but, okay? Are, are you is fighting? Okay? I'm, I'm, I'm all right. You shouldn't worry. You, should, you shouldn't really worry. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. You should. Yeah. We're, we're going to be okay. okay. It's okay, okay that we're separated. It's. Right. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. You should be okay. Maybe you had me on tonight to like referee. The mediator. Or... We need you to be the mediator okay. right now. Now I got it. Now I know I was invited. <laughs> but the best part about it is we've both been doing things separately, but both been getting it done. Yeah. Absolutely. In different locations, different times, like a whole thing, man. It's been amazing. Well, I've, you know, you said a lot of seasons are in full swing and whatnot. Um, I just didn't realize wedding season was going <laughs> to last as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I've had to uh, attend six out of seven weddings so far this year. And I have my seventh one coming up. Um, I attend everyone, not me getting married <laughs> to my seventh. Um, but no, uh, it's been a, a, a year packed full of weddings um my dive buddies just love that because they're they're calling it quinceaneras and they're calling it all sorts of things like oh do you have another you know wedding to go to and uh, yeah it ends up next they'll uh, be co-ed baby showers man you get to go that's to what they're saying oh my god did you yeah. read our text messages <laughs> I, I didn't did I you read our group message know. are you in there um that's actually what they said well next year is going to be the baby showers and i was like cool and I can go to those. I don't need to go. And they're like, oh, they're all co-ed now. And I'm like, well, I have fishing duties. Next I year. got plans. I got plans. I went right. to your wedding. Don't expect uh, me to go to your Yeah, kids. I hope they were open bar at least. Your unborn wonder. child's shower. That, that That's just not for me. I don't hate your baby. I just hate the shower. I just don't understand. Like, we're going to meet the baby. Let's have a shower then. <laughs> Let's shower the baby then when we meet it. No. No, I mean, that's another subject, okay. I guess, but yeah. I just would find you get it. you're frustrated. You're better, it's okay. There's better things to do than a baby shower. I think that's a different podcast. That's a, that's just my take. I would rather be spearfishing or hunting. Well, ironically, we had invited you on a trip and uh, that's we were going to go up to the Eastern Sierras and to. we were going to invite you on this trip. <laughs> And you couldn't go, and Amy and I were talking. For as we, quail, as we were, quail yeah, opener. we were going to do quail opener, and uh, we invited you on this trip, and you couldn't go, and we were talking, kind of joking, and we were like, Adrian's going to have a mental breakdown. If we 
get on birds like we're planning to. Which you did. And we <laughs> send you photos of us getting on birds, you're going to have a mental breakdown. I'm glad I struck first and like <laughs> reached out to you guys first. Like, hey, how'd yeah. you guys do today? Literally moments. Ugh. We were having the conversation. Really? We said, yeah, should I send this to him? Look at these pictures of all these birds. Because we're connected. Yeah, <laughs> I might make him cry. And then you sent me your picture and then I sent my picture right back. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even know you were going out that day because I thought you had like wedding plans. I did. Deal, and, I had a wedding know, I was, that day. I was pumped day. to see that you got out. I had a wedding. Absolutely. Still I made it on time. He was going to say, I didn't know you guys were texting and that was going to be weird for a second, but I told you. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I like, yeah, yeah that yeah. was, uh, but yeah, I had a wedding on, on that day um, down, uh, down the road there and needed to be ready to leave the house by 1 p.m. I like that. That's a little that's juggling act. That's a juggling act. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely doable. I had not shaved yet. I had not uh, picked out what I was going to wear yet to this wedding. Um, so I had to plan accordingly. I told my wife I would stop hunting at 9.30 a.m. and start to make my way back to the truck and should be home by 10 to 10.30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I stopped hunting at 10 to 10.30. <laughs> but I made it home by like, uh, 1130 or so and plenty of time, plenty of time, shaved, showered, picked shaved. an outfit, you don't shave anymore. had time for another S and then, uh, <laughs> it was wedding time and, uh, made it down. So it was perfect. Um, sent you guys a couple of pictures. Uh, we got on some birds as well and, uh, it was great. It's it was, awesome. It was a good little opening, uh, morning. To it the was season. man. It was man. It's, so, uh, once I sent the picture to, to, it was just to you, right? Yeah. It was just because Jason doesn't get back to me as quick as you do. Yeah, I mean, he's usually <laughs> driving. I'm going to give him that. I'll we give were, him that. We 90% of the time, I'm usually yeah. driving. 99 so driving, and, and so I, I tend on quickly. But I always share. But even say, when I know he's oh, at the yeah. house, at, the it, pictures, takes, it takes some time. It does. The pictures were so similar <laughs> that I literally thought that you sent me my own picture somehow. Like Jason had sent, I wasn't sure. Nice. It's a group message. Did Jason already send the picture? Because our totals, our bird totals were exactly the one same. One off. No. You guys had one more than us. You guys had oh. eight. We had seven. Oh. That's how I knew I'm it was a different counting. picture, actually. That's so Because you said, uh, I took like two different angles. And in fact, I actually took two different pictures because I had uh, six out and then there was one missing. So I had like, I thought they were all on there. So I took a picture and then, uh, this guy, uh, Eric, he was, oh, he was a guest. You guys don't know Eric. Uh, it's Mari's buddy from work. He, he joined us for, uh, oh shoot. I'm not supposed to talk about it. He wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. Never mind. He, uh-huh. he was fishing. Man, there. Like, Blowing out our spot, that. man. What we the hell? No, well, he was, he was blindfolded. <laughs> don't worry about our spot. It's our spot's sacred, but he might be in trouble with his wife now. Well, I didn't say his last name, so that's okay. Uh, but anyways. She'll probably never hear this podcast. Probably not. You're giving yourself a lot of credit. <laughs> but um, we'll say the man that I never said, he uh, had an extra bird in, in his – or he had a bird in his bag, and so I forgot. So I thought you were actually texting me. I thought, did I text her two pictures? Wait, what is this? And it was almost the same. It was. Almost the same lineup on a tailgate, like so, black so, bed Toyota, liner. I was Toyota, like, Tacoma, Toyota tailgate. Tacoma tailgate. <laughs> almost the same year probably. Our, just, we're crazy. not very – Creative photographers. I guess no. that's what we're trying to say. No. Yeah. Lighting okay. was the same. It was oh weird sunshine. You sent me, you sent me my picture, man. It was fun. It was great. Oh, super fun, man. It's tell uh, me about your guys' experience because ours was like super. Um, uh, mine can be done in like two minutes. I mean, we went somewhere. They weren't there. Vince thought that he heard him calling, so we went over there. They were there. We flushed them a couple of times. Got a few birds, seven in total between five people. Um, so. That's there was nothing exciting about it, <laughs> other than that. Hey, dude, my cousin Vince can uh, can hear him. Yeah, and that's like probably the most important part. And that's actually the really fun part about quail hunting is uh, he, there's there's a little interaction. Oh yeah, because they they call back and forth, and you know once you you learn, and that's actually kind of what leads into like our adventure for opening day was uh, going to a new location, an area that we'd been to for other activities, but hadn't quail hunted up there. Knew they were there, and put in a bunch of time, like doing the e-scouting again and it paid off, man. It paid dividends again. 
Where but, were you, Jay? Where were you? I, I mean, I wasn't there, so where were you? Far, far land, far, far away. But uh, you could have been there. You could have been there, but you no, had a but, wedding to go to. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. It was a lot of fun. It was a really good wedding. Um, but that's uh, what was really cool is you actually. What I loved about what you just said is that you hadn't been there before, and that you kind of did all this research before you even got there. Yeah, man, it's putting the time in you know, beforehand. And, and one of the things that's kind of been fun for me, kind of like the is, dove hunt. That, oh, for sure. It was the same exact thing. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and for me, it's kind of putting the puzzle together of understanding the the habitat, you know, knowing where the birds are going to be located, which is a big, piece and what of are you puzzle. basing that off of though? What are you, are you just, basing that off of past experiences or basing it just off of Google maps or off of Onyx app? What are you so, basing it? So off that's of? the, the basis is, is, previous experience of knowing where birds, okay. where we found birds in the past, right? And we've been lucky enough and, and via you, actually, you know, we're all kind of new to the game, but via you and your uncle, who's kind of an older guy, he's put his time OG. in. He's an OG. He is definitely that. an OG. And he's been nice enough to kind of include us in spots that he's gone to. Right. And because of that, we've kind of like been able to learn and he knew that there were birds there. And so it's like we were lucky enough to kind of be invited to go and to yeah. find find birds at these locations. But we've been in different terrains for the same amount of bird or for the same type of birds. Right, correct. So that's why I'm asking you, like, so what gave you? I want to know. I'm picking your brain right, right now. What gave you the right, I guess, uh, the eye to look for it on a map on a digital flat screen? Right. Like, give me that. Don't I mean you're. You're hitting it on the head, but you're, you're kind of... <laughs> I'm skirting it because I don't want to give away too much information. I may, may say where, where we were. Well, no, who cares? Where, I, I mean, where you were, you still got to get there. Yeah, exactly. So. I think the process, right? Like, you're you're missing out on just a couple key factors. Like, so when we're talking about you say, well, I check this. It's like checkbox, right? I check this. I check that. And right, I check right. that. What do you... These are all the same. Therefore, right. I believe this is where they'll be. And then you you run your so right, right. specifically what led you to this hunt and why you found on a digital screen that's going to be the spot. Right, right. And so it, it played into was the first thing was water source. Okay, right. Looking there you for go. for a water source. Going okay. These birds are going to live in a certain locate location. So then the second thing is like elevation. Perfect. You know, like looking at elevation lines and going like okay. You know, looking like a topo like map top. and going, okay, this is this elevation line lines up with where we'd seen them previously, actually in this same locale. Okay. And so going, okay, there's elevation there, there's water there. And then looking for brush, you know, which they can roost in or hide in and kind of like be habitat. You know, that's why I kind of talking about the general habitat where they're located. Totally. And so I'm I'm looking at all these different factors that are kind of playing into it where there's food source from the from the brush. There's there's water and drinking you know, that's, that's a location. So looking for different springs that could pop up Creek beds, you know, different things like that. And so it just kind of becomes like a, like a game of kind of going, okay, this is a general vicinity where I think they're going to be. And then luckily have had the chance to get there a day before. And then luckily we had a chance to get there the day before the time where we went dove hunting the day before, like it was the telltale sign. We saw birds everywhere this time we went and didn't see birds anywhere. And so I was still skeptical, even of the, the information, even though everything was lining up to like be, there's going to be birds here. I said, okay, there wasn't. And we went and looked, Amy and I and, and Zach. But there we were other good signs, right? Yeah, there was just plenty of game signs and all the other factors were there. There was water there. There was brush there. There was the right elevation. Right. And the, the right cover. The, like, the right cover, the right amount. When of, we went to go scout, the one thing that wasn't there was the right time. And so, you know, we know that time of day is important. Right. So we knew we were looking at the wrong time, but all the the boxes were checked. The signs were there. Yeah. So you the well, you like... actually you just you demystified the theme of early mornings. Yes. Um, yeah. So on the next day of opener, so jumping from your story to to now, uh, we jump around. We we jump, we jump around. around. <laughs> uh, jump up, jump up, get, get down. Get down. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So the next day. After the wedding, <laughs> um, I uh, dusted dust yourself off. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Picked yourself up off the floor. Uh, went to bed after three a.m. Um, got home safely. So you hunted the same day. That's that's a miracle. Yeah, yeah. And then I woke up. I forget, like around, like I think, I think ten thirty eleven. Helped my sister move, um, and then 
So, cause I have a truck, so I was helping her move and then, uh, jammed up to my cousin's house with, so I, I had basically brought my, my hunting gear just in case, just in case we got a uh, late afternoon. I kind of mentioned it to my cousin Vince, like, Hey dude, are you down for a Sunday night hunt possibly? And he's just like, yeah, dude. So, um, he didn't, I don't know if he thought that I was going to pull through, but I had my, my shit in the, in the back of the truck and ready to go. <laughs> um, so I pulled up and I'm like, so we doing this? And he's like, yes. So we, uh, rallied my uncle and, uh, just us three went out and, um, it was, it was awesome. We went out to the same spot and flushed some birds. Uh, this time my uncle was the one that was having all the fun and blasting shots. We thought that they were in the same spot that we had, uh, popped them or jumped them the next, the day before, obviously on the opener, they weren't, uh, they were a little bit lower elevation. Um, and that could have been due to the time of day, the temperature, everything. Uh, but anyways, my uncle happened to be on the low side and, uh, was having a great time, uh, chasing quail. Um, I put down one that day, actually all three of us got one that, that, that afternoon, my uncle should have had, uh, three. He said, <laughs> I think he shot the ass feathers off of one and we were looking for that one for, you know, like. 15, yeah, wow, 15 yeah. minutes or, or so. Um, so anyways, uh, there, there was plenty of opportunities. I almost like one flew within five feet of my head. Wow, head. Wow. I, I, I could have hit it with the tip of my shotgun. It was insane. It kind of scared the crap out of me, actually. <laughs> we actually did find Dove the very last day. So they do jump in the afternoon, by the way. That's, that's That was awesome. the point of the story. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, that's uh, it's like you said, it kind of demystifies it as far as yeah. the time of day. And, you know, we like they like like we're used to the morning. In other words, yeah. like we're yeah. used to daybreak. Um, you know, the sun starts to warm up the bushes and starts to warm up the land and that's when yeah, we start coming to, out to kind of get out of their feed. night roost and coming to go out and feed and Correct. do their morning routine and start to call if they yeah. were separated right. the night before or something. So yeah, that's, that's what we were getting at with the uh, time of day is kind of crucial. So you guys were on your hunt in, uh, X territory and, <laughs> well, uh, and I guess our scouting time was like almost midday. We had, yeah, it was about fishing two, two, three, five, 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 we had done yeah. a bunch of things. And so we was like, Hey, we should stop and just at least check it out. So we were midday. So Okay, off, so I'm taking notes. You're able to uh, fish and hunt. Okay. Yeah. Let me narrow and it down. Camping. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Keep moving. I'm gonna find out where this okay. place is. It was it was super important because uh just to get eyes on the on the thinking on a map on online is way different than when you get eyes on right. it in person. And, right. And actually it turned out that the spot that I had picked out online I couldn't tell. And there was barbed wire, it was all public land but there was barbed wire around this one area that I there. was trying to get to. And so I was like, well, the road just kind of like ran into this like barbed wire fence. And I was like, well, this is weird. Like this wasn't on the map. Like what the hell? Yeah. And so then it was kind of like, you know, we went and hiked around and tried to figure out what the deal mm -hmm. was and, uh, looking for know. signs, like, yeah, like yeah. actual signs. Yeah, no exactly. There was no, something. no signs, anything like that. And, and, you know, it was kind of like, okay, well, I still like the, the, what this place is kind of producing as far as visual, like getting visuals on it, it still has a lot of potential. And so let's come back in the morning and uh, it, it paid off in the morning in a weird way. It paid off in the morning, yeah. but um, it was, uh, it was, it was still a lot of fun. It's you okay guys jumped a we fat found, cubby. Yeah. We found birds in the morning. We didn't get any birds, but we found the birds, which I think was the victory and a frustration. So based off of your uh, digital reconnaissance, you were able <laughs> to actually to successfully locate a covey of 30 to 40 birds, you said. Yeah, easy, for yeah. sure. Yeah, like, you was, told me that earlier. Yeah, and then, like, you know, I guess we'll kind of get into why. Like, so the, behind this fence, unbeknownst to us, originally we hiked around it. And unbeknownst to us, in the morning, we hiked up quite a ways, passed around this kind of whatever barbed wire fence and so, walked up. So you had wire cutters and you cut yeah. the fence is what you're so saying. I snipped, oh, no, them. Just I snipped, brought a snip with me, snipped them all out. And uh, so when we got up there, like I kind of was like looking around and kind of was like kind of bummed because we, where we were, it kind of got me away from where I wanted to be. And the water source was where I wanted to be. I felt like that's where I needed to be close to yeah. the water source. Yeah. And so we got kind of away from that and we were kind of out in the, 
you know, like some brush. And I was like, oh, maybe they'll be out here. But just hiking through, I kind of just wasn't getting the feeling. And so I got close to where the chain link fence was. And there's a big rock. And I stood up on the rock. And there was this like herd of horses. There was like 15 to 20 horses just out in this, like behind this fence. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. I was like, hey, hey, come check this out. Zach, come check this out. Horses. <laughs> and okay. so we uh, go, go look at it. And we're like tripping out. And, you know, all the horses are looking at us. And they're kind of going like, they're looking at us like, who are these guys? And we're looking at them like, what are those doing there? Okay. And so we're just having this exchange. And uh, in exchange, Jason means fear because oh, he scared doesn't to death have, horses, man. He doesn't, scared to death. I, I uh, was lucky enough to grow up with, you know, a little bit of time with horses and riding them. But Jason said, so, spooky. So, so, Jay, we can never do like a, a horse uh, hunting trip. Oh, I'm down. I actually, I, I have a new respect for him. Uh, okay. I respect them completely. After and, one and so, weekend of quail hunting, you have yes. a new you know, respect for horses. I just wanted to get him on the horse and go, <laughs> I'm gonna watch that horse respect. take off and watch him. Well, no, I'll explain to you why how much I respect these horses. Oh, you can't <laughs> wait to hear this. He, to I was there horses. and I don't know. Scared to death <laughs> these things. So I'm up on this rock and I'm looking over this this barbed wire fence and I'm like, how can I get in there, man? I want to get in there. And so we're standing there looking at these horses and all of a sudden. <laughs> Oh, the horses it, told you it, where they were. Here a quail <laughs> off in like the distance. I... And I can tell just by experience, again, you know, I've put in time, come back empty handed a million times, but just have like learned over, over the years of kind of like progressing through. Okay. They're about so far away from us right now. Yeah. And they happen to be between where the horses were and where we were. They were like beyond the other side of the horses. And so I'm like, okay, we need to make a plan. How can we get into this area? And how can we get to where those, you know, what are we going to do about these horses? So we come up with a plan to kind of circle around and go, go back down around this chain or whatever fence to get like around it and uh, end up doing it. And we kind of like get into this area. Like there was no markings, no trespassing, nothing we like that. We were not breaking any yeah, laws. We weren't breaking was- any laws. And we, Not even on the map. I find it interesting as even there. Yeah. So we like, and basically I feel like somebody was leasing the land to like have their horses. It was like potentially something like, like that. National yeah. forest land that was yeah. being leased or something, but whatever, there was no markings, no signs, no nothing. So we access it, we go in there and uh, there's a little like Creek area through there. Yeah. Start creeping up on the Creek and uh, call birds respond, call birds respond. And now the birds are like, well, you saw like birds, like, uh, Filtering water through their <laughs> through their life <laughs> straws, their, 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 their life and, and stuff, and they're getting yeah. They, yeah, they're just drinking water. <laughs> but we end up, you know, like getting up and basically come up with a plan. And yeah. we had kind of talked because the, we were in the area where the horses were. The horses were maybe a hundred yards from us. Okay, they were kind of a little agitated. They were flicking their tails, flicking their ears, and I'm like petrified that these things are going to charge us at any moment. You know, yeah, yeah, freaking petrified. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, fear, fear in his we, eyes for sure. What do we do? And we come up with that. this plan to basically go, okay, well, let's push these birds outside of this area, yeah. and then we can chase them. Once Flush them, out. and let's, then go chase yeah, them. Let's, let's get them out of this area, and then we'll go chase them. So, sure enough, like two steps later, we flush forty birds. Jesus. They all come busting out of this this right where we were. Like I knew they were there. We found them. We got them. Flush them out. It turns into this like chaotic scene. We none of us shoot. We came up, we all stuck to the plan, like, don't shoot. I did, I respected those horses. I didn't want to shoot yeah. all our guns and, and spook them. Right. And who, knows what, who knew what would have happened if we would have shot and spooked all these horses? Zach spit feathers out. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was like literally like stepping on them as they're flying away. So yeah. anxiety is taking over. I'm like, dude, we found them. We can't even shoot at them. We're chasing these things out. We chase them out beyond the fence and we start chasing them around. Don't get any shots off. And then like just birds are flushing all over and just it's chaos. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I found him and we haven't even shot him. And, and we like, screwed up. Yeah. And I'm like, why didn't we shoot? We should have fucking shot. Fuck the horses. Like we should have shot. Why didn't we shoot? And I'm just like <laughs> pissed. Yeah. And I'm like frustrated. And I'm like, all right. Like we'd been there probably an hour, 15 maybe. Yeah. And I'm like, let's get the hell out of here. Let's go to plan B. I'd marked other spots based on all of my prerequisites. And so we pin it up there. And uh, that spot turned out as well. And we ended up with a bunch of birds. Probably should have had a bunch more birds, but amazing day nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, amazing day. It was awesome. It was great. It, it all worked out. It was cool. It was, it was, you put it out there with the top. And I keep the, telling Zach, because Zach, 
has scored. He's been getting so spoiled. He scored. I said, all right, you're married. He's been getting spoiled. I'm, I'm married to your cousin. I know you're going to hear this, Zachy. I like you. <laughs> talking to you, boy. But Talking to you. He doesn't like all, I was keep trying to explain to him like all the years that I've put in and all the time that I've put in coming back empty. Literally, I'm talking four years of coming back empty handed. Yeah. I know. Are leading up to the moments that I'm having now. And I've it's, been there. It's like, you know, we're kind of like, it's just growing, learning the scene and then figuring it out. And now I'm finding spots on my own that are kind of like, I'm like, okay, I'm going back there next year. I know there's birds there and I'm going to bring, bring friends we, and do whatever. Can we start to blindfold Zach? <laughs> yeah. He's going to need to get blindfolded for sure. Yeah. The bad thing is he's going to start thinking he's some sort of lucky charm or something. <laughs> like he's, you know, he's, you know. Oh, you know, thankful. When yeah, he's I, there, yeah, things happen. Yeah, so. yeah. Don't get a big head, Zach. It's already yeah. big enough. <laughs> you got to make you pay some dues. So. Hats don't fit you, Zachy. <laughs> Took the words out of my mouth, Adrian. Yeah. But needless to say, same day, same results, you know, kind of different situations. It was, uh, it was cool, man. That's rad. That's so rad that you did it, like, just straight off of, like, reconnaissance off of digital again. Yeah. I've seen you do it firsthand, but that was that's crazy. Yeah, and it's worked out. I mean, you know, if we would have just kind of shot at the first covey and, you know, things would have turned out differently. But it, it, we found two coveys that were huge, huge coveys. And, you know, I'm like, I'm ready to go back tomorrow. You know, I'm ready. Like, let's load up and drive out there tomorrow because it's it's on up there, you know, like, but. It, it's weird because those horses, they were agitated. And who knows? We could have had shots and the horses would have run. I mean, it was, there's a lot of land yeah, to run, a bunch of land, right? Yeah. So. They could have gone away, but what if they had come down this fence line? Yeah, just what if? Later uh, on, we found out that there was a gap in the fence line, so they really could go in and out. And our perception was that they were stuck, but they weren't. And so, you know, who knows why, like what was happening on that public land with the fencing, with the horses there? Are they supposed to be there? Are they not? I, we don't know. But um, needless to say, I think at the end of the day, uh, we made the right choice because we could be having a different Absolutely. story that the horse yeah. ran somebody over, you know, right. we, trampled somebody you know, we, trampled by a herd or, or, or even something. just started running and broke a leg or right. whatever, right. you know, right. like so, stepped in a hole, whatever, whatever the case may be. And it could have been a, your shotgun shot sound that mm -hmm. set that off. So, yeah. I mean, you guys made the right decision. You had a feeling in your gut and you went with it and it worked out. Yeah. In the end, it worked out. You in still the got end your it birds. Out, yeah, it didn't feel that good when you didn't get any, and there were so many, right? You right. dream of those moments where that huge covey. But you pops still had up. all day. You did, but you that weren't was, sure you're going to find another one I know, in a I new know. area. I know perspective in it the morning sweet, is man. like, it was this sweet. Is, it's now sweet. or never. You may not see him later, but. You guys were in a rich area. <laughs> I know where you were. <laughs> you guys were in a rich area, and I want to be there. Yeah, yeah man. I, I'm already like making plans for for opening day next year. I'd love to get back up there some point this season to go and, and okay, you know, put up some time in there. So that's another hint up there. <laughs> north carolina man it's nothing better than it but uh it so was, the north uh, huh? it was uh it was a lot of fun and uh we call it jason the king of the north I mean, right king of the too. north right it is the truth but uh you know anyways so these time. are my clues okay you can fish where you hunt these birds uh it's up north there's chain link fences <laughs> I also Bar heard barbed, barbed wire. wire, barbed wire fences. There's barbed wire and bring your cutters <laughs> and uh, horses. If you find there's the, horses. the magical horses and there's horses that talk to you and yes. let you know where the birds are. <laughs> They're exactly. almost as good as a unicorn. So find the horses and you will find the unicorn and then they will tell you where the birds are. <laughs> If you do all of that, you'll find it. That's kind of the key to quail hunting is all those things all have to come together Fucking unicorns, man. <laughs> Don't forget, at the right altitude. At the right altitude. That's like right the key elevation. that's going to unlock the box, yeah, right? Yeah, that, that, I mean, with the right temperature and altitude. So yeah. bushes, <laughs> water, elevation, magical horses. Magical. One more secret. There was dirt. And chain link Lots fences. Of <laughs> Lots of dirt. But successful day. Good day. Good so, stuff, dude. Um, so that's kind of what we've been up to. Yeah. But we're going to get into something tomorrow night and the two of you it's going to be your first tomorrow night and we're going to get into that right after we get into a cooler break because it's beer 30 and 
I can't wait to get your guys' uh, take on what's going to happen to you tomorrow night. A first together. Dude, that's a nice tease, Weird. dude. You've been practicing, dude. That's a nice tease right there. Hmm. I haven't been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Peace. Peace. And we're back. The beers are full. From the cooler break. Beers are full. What are you yeah. drinking today, Adrian? Well, I am on that Alpine Windows Up. I know I've said that beer before. I really Stuff like this brewery. Yeah, Alpine. Alpine's Alpine good, beers are delicious. You know what I really like? You're on that. Modern Times Spaceways. I literally said, I know it's been out for a while, but I have not tried it. I said, this is one of the best beers I've had in a long time. <laughs> on the first Half of this, that's what I was drinking, Amy. Yeah. And uh, you had the great recommendation. Spaceways is the way to go. Stuff is bomb for sure. Fantastic. And then I've got a little uh, Ruka St. Archer, little collab for a session IPA. It's pretty good too. I've been I was really happy good. when I found that at the grocery store the other day. So, yeah, what tasty. kind of IPA is that? It's a uh, St. Archer session IPA. Oh, session. Okay, yeah, perfect. It's pretty good. But then they did a little collab, a little art collab with Ruka. Right, right. So, and, uh, what pretty good. kind of maybe what they wanted to. They accent yeah, and flavors yeah. and whatnot. That's they cool. Have the cans all like basically tagged up, kind of like artist art, art design on it. So it's pretty sweet. Oh, there's a whole uh, thing on the back there about the artists. Yeah. After Check you have out a couple, uh, you can try to read. Well, you you were angling the can. Like I thought you were like trying to show me that it was like perfect. Like artist Sage Javon. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. It's a beautiful can of beer. I'll, He's trying I'll to give show a, me that. Saint Archer's at a, a beautiful collab, Dude, and it's a beautiful can. Super of beer. cool. Super cool. Yeah. So uh, so those are the beers we're on. Yeah, man. Mm. We're drinking beers always. So we're kind of pre-gaming for tomorrow. You kind of yeah, teased it so well before oh, we I went gotta to the break. Oh, I got to put my tease voice back on. So uh, <laughs> tomorrow night, you guys are going to endure many emotions. Many emotions. It's funny, man. It's our anxiety. Tear up or... Yeah, I know. Okay, enough of that crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, going uh, for we're the going, first, first night lobster dive. We're going lobster. Yeah, on. we're going lobster diving tomorrow night. Um, uh, it's going to be your first time, like we said, and I am so very excited for the both of you. Mm. I know what you're going to run into, right? And, and it, it's going to be great. You know, we do a bunch of spearfishing years ago we tried to go on our uh, very first lobster night dive you know with the whole like wake up at 12 a.m middle of night basically right. early morning right. get in the water and it was blown up by the bubble blowers yeah big charter boat ouch uh crept up on our little boat and literally blew us out of the water. Ouch. Um, and since then, we've been so scarred. <laughs> Maybe just knock out the opportunity. But uh, we are very happy. And Maybe that's paying your dues. Thankful. Yeah, it was a little bit of that. I think yeah, so. Yeah, thankful. Knows? Now, we have both caught a few lobsters, but we have yet to do it at night. So you day bugged. Yeah, day, yeah. day bugged. Yeah. Okay. While spearfishing, you know, just having yeah, like, just like oh, peak, it's course, lobster season. Right. You had your cards, yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. just you had. So what I'm getting from this is that you were fully prepared. Uh, actually, <laughs> actually, fully. I know this for a fact because you guys, I've seen the flashlights. So you have underwater, well, they call them torches. So that you've had underwater torches for a while, actually, before I ever had one, <laughs> and. uh and now you're going to do it for the first True time. True statement. So True that's statement. what you're basically saying. Okay. So the student okay. becomes the teacher. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is the such game, is the, the game case in all of spearfishing for me. Right. Uh, now, now I'm kind of showing you guys. Yeah, it's so, so true, man. So true. I love it. It's pretty funny because the, the trip that Amy was describing, you know, we pulled up to a spot. We were with super psyched, super psyched. And we're like, all right, let's just lay down for a couple of hours. We'll sleep. We had dinner and we'll just chill out. And, and get some sleep and uh amy and i were sleeping on the deck of this boat because it's you know, a small private boat and we're sleeping on the deck and uh in the middle of the night all of a sudden i hear like i can like i wake up out of my sleep and i can hear a boat coming at us and i'm like dude a boat's gonna run us over right now and i look up and there's this huge light coming at us and it's this 
full size boat that's commercial like, dive. And I yeah. like, and I kind of like come to oh you after kind of my slumber, gosh. and I come to you. It's a commercial dive boat. We anchor up. They had a buoy set up. Actually, we anchor up like right off their buoy, and so they're looking for the buoy because the buoy's on the spot. And so Paul, who we were with, like anchors up, like who the fuck's this buoy here for? And he this is my spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he anchors right there, and then like this boat's looking for its like he buoy. Just sinks to the buoy. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And so he's looking <laughs> for it, and they can't find it. So they drop anchor, and I'm just like standing on the deck now, like looking. There's like 60 people, and they're all scuba divers, all gearing up. And then like right now, it's like it's probably like five till midnight, ten till midnight. They're all gearing up. We kind of like, I wake everybody up. We kind of, Amy and I are on the deck. We're looking at this boat. I'm like, dude, what's going on? And then like, all of a sudden you hear just, oh like my 40 people God. jump in the water. And we're like, and they're all in scuba gear. We're free diving. Oh and it's just my like, God. Yeah, this isn't going to work out. And so like Paul like gets up, we start talking and he just like fires up the boat and <laughs> drives away. And we just like, I think we motored into like Avalon or something. I don't even know what we did. We yeah. just motored into like into the harbor and called it a day. But to your point, have all the stuff, never used it. I mean, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> that happens to you guys. <laughs> that has happened. The gear junkies. Yeah. And having that that so happens I, I, We're excited. I mean, so kind of, you know, break us off with a little bit of like tips and pointers on kind of what the, the deal is. Because, you know, I think the biggest thing. Because you're nervous? The biggest thing, definitely nervous because I think it's, it's night. Dark. Scary. So I'm going to point out the obvious. What you're going to see is only what you point your flashlight at. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Absolutely. That is, I mean, get that in your head right now because that is going to be the- Tunnel vision. That is going to be the most- uh, Unsettling. Well, the unsettling and also security because- right. you, you can feel, actually see something. And you like, feel okay. like I'm safe at whatever I point this flashlight at. I don't know why you feel that way. I don't know why. You may feel that way. Well, you may you not. you don't know what you don't know. This so. is how I feel. Okay. I point that flashlight at the rocks and everything down there. And for whatever reason, I'm not thinking about my left or my right or behind me. I have no idea why. The first night, you guys might be thinking about 360 degrees. But for I'll just let you swim behind me. By, yeah. and I'll let Jason swim in you front of me. Get my six, dude. Get my six. And man. then I'll be good. Yeah, seriously. I'll take the I'll You're gonna probably, take the rear. I'll probably have to take the rear. Uh <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we'd get to try to check it out. It's kind of funny because we're gonna be about, very close tomorrow. When we're I think be about very, very close together. Ironically, when I'm spearfishing, my tunnel vision actually does kick in when I'm spearfishing a lot. Like I, I feel like well, my, my field of view is is pretty it's, like it's forced at night. Yeah. It's totally forced at night, but I feel like even when I'm diving during the day, my field of vision kind of gets very narrowed. I think you, like, your mass sort of makes it happen. Yeah, like that's that. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it just kind of like so it kind of like blocks out a lot of the, uh, and that's why our masks are colored. Are they're not clear like your scuba mask? Um, right. Scuba masks are clear on the outside to let more light in, so you can see down there. Um, with free diving masks. Ours are pretty much blacked out on the side, almost like uh, blinders. Right. So that you could just focus on the middle. Right. Um, Makes sense. So you can focus in on some fish swimming in some in a crack or Yeah, or because, whatever. I mean, they're not like our contoured uh, goggles or masks. You know, they're not contoured. So you're not seeing a full veal, field of vision. You're seeing a flat lens in front of you from the side. It's only going to distort your, uh, right. your vision. So anyways, that's why we get this tunnel vision when we spearfish uh at night it's a little bit more uh <laughs> even more reduced intense yeah oh dude like it's funny like i like even like you go go walk in the woods it's in the dark dude it's freaky like so i kind of mentioned th this to you the the scariest part um i guess whether you're we're going to be on a boat tomorrow so it's not going to be walking into the ocean from shore um so the scariest part about tomorrow is going to be swimming from the boat to the, to, the, to the structure yeah. or, you know, you know, to the depth of the structure. Right. So we can, we're going to anchor and go off the boat and uh, swim until you see the rocks and the structure down below. And then that's when we're going to start making our dives and looking for lobster. 
they, they're either going to be out on the crawl or they're going to be in the cracks and underneath other rocks. So we're going to do a, a, both of those type of techniques tomorrow. We're going to either, we're going to, a lot of the time we're going to be just searching from the top. Yeah. Surface. So we're doing surface, uh, surface and pointing our lights and, Oh, there's, there's a lobster. It's super obvious. You know, they're out feeding or whatever. They're either out or they're not. So that's, uh, if I, if we don't see them after five minutes, I'm going to be looking underneath rocks. So I'm going to be going down and starting looking underneath them, um, in cracks and seeing if they're just not out yet or whatever, because they should be out on the crawl. That's what we're looking for. Well, I'm going to anticipate that uh, feeling of going uh, towards the rocks, right? That swim was very similar to the first time we were in open water and then we're swimming into kelp. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're freaked out. Like, you're not really sure. And the kelp seems a little scary, but you get there and there's like a that's very a really safe good point. Yeah. home, you know? So the way you're describing to me, that's the only reference that I, I have, right? Yeah. I remember when you guys first, like, we're getting me into spearfishing and you're like, oh yeah, you want to be in the kelp. And I was like, no, I do not <laughs> want to be in the kelp. That is so creepy. It's, it's, you don't see anything. It's just like this mesmerizing wave and kind of like the sway of the kelp kind of almost like hypnotizes you yep. to, and almost like sucks you into it, like a Bermuda triangle or uh -huh. something. You don't, you're just like, I'm going, but it's weird. Um, it, you find comfort in right, your, but in, then all of a sudden torch. you're like, okay, then then you're there and you're like comfortable. You're and there. Then to actually leave that, then yeah. the fear is reversed, and so you'll miss the sense of the rocks yeah. or whatever, or the so, kelp. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, so uh, when your light starts flashing red, that your battery is running low, <laughs> that's the feeling you get, like you're out of the kelp, yeah. or yeah. the kelp is running out or getting thin. Right. So, just to give you a reference. Um, don't let your batteries get low. Can't wait to hear <laughs> check, 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 check that check. box. Extra it's, it's batteries. Because I'm thinking about like, uh, you know, doing like backpacking or, or like camping, like out in the, in, you know, the wilderness and you have like your like headlamp on how small your world gets with your headlamp on because it's mm -hmm. pitch black outside. And with your headlamp on, like that's your field of view is only this like five foot like radius and it's just zoned in on right. what you're looking at. And I feel like that's kind of what I'm anticipating it being is like 100%. everything around it is is black, but just right there is what's in front of you and what you're pointing your light at is is your world. The only difference is is you could breathe. <laughs> <laughs> True statement. True statement. <laughs> so that's uh that's For the sure. X, and, and that's the X factor. I, I feel like that lobster diving's gotten a, I've seen a little super bit more. popular I've seen, I've seen I know a little bit more is. people kind of like it's gotten a little bit more and you're oh seeing guys God. getting bigger and just to rewind bones. we are going after California spiny lobster these do not have claws we're not allowed to use any type of uh any type of right. device yep. we're not allowed to grab them with anything other than our hands right can't so poke them we're allowed to wear gloves uh but we're not allowed to use anything to grab these lobster mm -hmm. because they don't have claws. They can't, you know, defend themselves like crabs or main lobster. Um, there's multiple ways to catch them. There's commercial lobster traps and there's also hoop nets that is privately done. And I guess you could do it commercially. I'm not sure. Um, but there's hoop nets and there's different ways to catch lobster. If you are to dive for them, whether it be scuba or, um, or free diving, you're only allowed to use your hands in in uh, California. Right. So that's just, just to kind of give you guys a little background and get you up to speed on California spiny lobster and the regulations. We're not allowed. It's not so easy. Florida and other places, Bahamas or I don't know where wherever they have different uh, regulations where they're allowed to use like these sticks with loops on the end, right? Or nets even nets even right. and and put the net behind them and you know, lobsters go Fair. backwards. Yeah. So they just catch them. Um, we're not allowed to do any of that. Uh, they just recently, like a year or two years ago, opened it up to where you can actually have a spear gun with you while you're lobster wow. diving. Right. right. So you weren't allowed to have a lobster bag or lobster gear on you. If you had a spear gun or a spear pole or any Correct. type of device to spear fish, yep. 
you're not, you weren't allowed to have that on you. Mm-hmm. You would get a ticket and be fine. Um, so that has been recently lifted and to where, because I mean, there's a lot of fish at night and you, I see some monster fish at night, some big calico, some big sand bass, some big sheephead. Uh, I see sculpin. I see a lot of different species of fish at night. Um, whether they be in a rock or hiding or whatever, or out swimming, it's crazy. Um, and a lot of times I didn't have my spear gun on me because I'm just focusing on lobster. And I'm like, man, if, if I, I had, had my, <laughs> my whole gun, my 75 or whatever, I would pluck that fish and that would be some good eating. Um, so I have to like kind of just take that and chalk it up as I'm here to lobster dive and focus on just looking lobster. for specific right. species. Yeah. And, and, and there's a lot of other things that come into that, like safety. Right. Absolutely. So, if you're doing trying to do too much out there, um, it could be unsafe. Period. So that right, means that already... means mixing spear fishing and lobster diving. Period. I'll leave it at that. Um, there's been recent events that uh, um, some tragedies and some sadness that it's made me think differently about what I do at night, especially or even during the day. Mm-hmm. But um, but. Definitely wildlife lobster dive, what I do, and uh, not to, I guess, I don't want to test it. So, <laughs> and, and I think ultimately, whether you're lobster diving or spear fishing in general, you always talk about like no fish is worth it, no fish is worth being unsafe 100%. And there are times we leave fish, you know, I've, I've come face to face with very big fish, and you just like almost like just having the encounter with them is, is better than having them back on the boat with you. So we leave fish all the time and, uh, it's easy to say, Oh, I could have, should have, would have. It's very, it's very real. What we're doing. We have real, um, we have real victories and we have real consequences. Yep. The consequences actually outweigh the victories <laughs> in what we're doing. Right, right. So um, it's like nothing else that we do in our lives. I mean, I'm talking to you too. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing else we do in our lives because you have to hold your breath to do it. Yep. yep. So let's just right then and there. Um, and and then throw the night into it, right? Because that's anything you anything right. else you throw into it is throwing it into the mix. You think about just when you die, when the the vision isn't like your vis is bad, you know. And you think about when blue just feels blue, and you're like mm-hmm. at some point, and you reach the point of your, you know, neutral buoyancy, and then it's like, wait, which way is up and which way is down, you know? And and that's a safety in having to watch, right? Maybe you, but I always safety. know which way is up. Yeah. Well, and sometimes you get you're going down yeah. deeper than I, Amy. I'm sorry. Or you get to the point where it's pulling you down, and yeah, you're thinking for a second, you're like, "Wait a second, I think I'm past that." So, I'm well aware I've felt those dangers before, but again, you can feel them every time that you go, but you can still make a mistake. So. Well, I always make sure I can see the sunlight of uh, of the top of the ocean. So yeah, you yeah. go you go to the point where it's dark above and dark below. So. Um, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're talking about different, <laughs> different, different, different experiences. The same one, yeah. but uh, I will be very thankful that you guys are both out in the water with me tomorrow, and absolutely other buddies that will be out there. Now tomorrow, um, you won't know which way's up and which way's down. Yes, well, because it's all dark. The good news is we're not going deep enough. Yes, that you won't feel correct. Like your your wetsuit's going to take you up. Right. Like we're not right. going to dive that deep, like 15 feet or less. Yeah. And, and bad viz when you get into that, um, like I said, that weird place of neutral buoyancy and then it's pulling you down. That's, I've had a couple of moments. I don't even want to talk about yeah. that, Amy. So It's such a creepy feeling. It is very creepy. And it's like something I'm trying to overcome in my mind. Well, you're going to help me tomorrow and I will help you through those <laughs> moments. You promise? I promise. Okay. I promise. Cheers well, to that. Yes. Cheers. All right. It's funny because I find it to be a, it's a somewhat of a peaceful feeling, but I think that, you know, you make a good point, you know, at the, at the end of the day, it's, there's a lot of consequences involved with, with freedom. They outweigh the, the it, victories. Yeah. And you've seen some, some examples of, you know, some no fish is worth stories. it. Well, cool. We're holding our breath right. to do it. So right. the consequences outweigh it. And you know, it's funny. I think it's crazy. 
there's there's some high reward, right? You know, like you're going, you go to the grocery store. We were joking. We were at the grocery store the other yeah. day, and there's some California spiny lobster there and some little lobster tails. How and much I'm per like, pound? Oh, they're tiny too. They're, I'm like, those are how, all unders, dude. How like, are those dude? legal? <laughs> they're all unders. Let's call it DFW yeah. right now. Let's call it. Hey, I got some uh, culprits. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a hot tip right now. I don't want to name the grocery the store they're at. But, but it's Albertsons or under. it's Vaughn's or it's Ralph's or it's all of them. I was cracking up. Yeah. All under. super funny. But, you know, you get shorts, a, a, a bag full of lobsters, you know, like a night out, like, you know, we're planning to go do tomorrow. If all, all goes well, you come back with a bag, you're getting. There's going to be five people on the boat. If all goes well, we'll have 35 lobsters. It's, it's amazing. Like, so think about that. Like, on that all, that's a lot of. Just saying. Even just the, the financial aspect of it, of like, if you were to go buy that on the open market, that's a lot of, lot of food. That's a, that's a lot of money. Last year, it was like $42 a pound. It's insane. I don't know what it's at now. I think it's like 35, 36. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's a and little just, bit. You know, wait, and guys are pulling up 10 pound lobsters. Like, you. Yeah, kind of. That's what we kind of were talking about was I've seen a lot of popularity of guys doing, doing well, well this year. I don't know. My buddy Nigel sure got a 10 pounder, yeah, 10.1. I wasn't going to name him, but Nigel. Go, Nigel. Nigel right? Well, we're going to be on his yeah. boat tomorrow. Well, so thanks, Nigel. I would Nigel. love for him to pull up another one of those bad boys. That thing was out in the open. So that's amazing. Um, that's very possible. Yep. It's very possible. Um, when, when it comes to lobster diving, uh, moon phase is very important. Um, the time of year. So beginning of the season, end of the season, those are the best times of year. The middle is kind of rough and tough. Um, Rough but, and tough because the lobsters aren't out as much, or rough and tough because yeah, tides, some ocean, currents, ocean. I was actually thinking rough and tough, like the ocean and the swell. Um, the winter time hits, and it's it's a it's a different ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, the ocean constantly is changing. Um, you catch it on the good times, and it's great. If it's bad, you can't go in the water. So uh, it's it you you may get those few good times when it's in the winter and it's rough and it's tough, but the visibility might be crappy because it's it's been rough and tough. Sure so that, you may have a calm night, but you know super shitty visibility. You can't see five feet in front of your face. Um, that it just it varies. It varies. It varies. So varies. that's why I say the beginning and the end are good, just because you're catching the. Yeah, get the tail end of the season, yeah. and then the beginning of a season. Yeah. Well, so we uh, we did some uh, check boxes for things that you're looking at in terms of scouting for hunting. But I know both of you very good. But Jason, with his passion in surfing, was always very good at checking tides and ocean. So my man, when you're looking, and, and again, I benefit because I don't look at anything, and Jason tells me. Right, and so that's the benefit of. Ride the coattails. That's into it, right? I don't have to be. Or dating for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What are the check boxes? Wow. I don't think that one's good for you. (laughs) What are some of those check boxes that you have for looking at tides and when, like, how do you gauge, like, good viz, bad viz? Like, what are the things that you're looking at? Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of factors that play into it. And and right now, you know, the big news in in California is, is winds, right? And, right. and luckily the, the winds are blowing in, in a positive direction, not only for surf, but and also for visibility wise, because what it's doing is it's holding any like low pressure systems off. So it's blowing offshore. There you and go. so the wind blowing in an easterly direction and it's blowing any potential. And now swell. more from our weatherman, <laughs> Jason <laughs> Tarasi. It's blowing. Take us to the weather, Jason. Come is going to get held off. So any okay. storms and weather systems are getting held off the coast. And so what ends up happening a lot of the times is that with that, the currents are kind of like, they kind of stabilize. It's a really weird thing. These shoulder seasons, it, it tends to happen. So luckily that's kind of, we're in that trend right now. And so you, you cross your fingers. Obviously you have to go in the water to look at it, to see it happen. Right. But. They're just, it's just like the same thing we talked about earlier though. Right. And it's like, you have your ideas of like, yes, this checked out, this checked out, this checked out. It can always go wrong or cannot. So it- right. Basically in layman's terms for me, I'm saying is this, you're saying that the wind is coming from the shore to the ocean. Right. And it's calming down the ocean. Right. Correct. Okay. So 
That's the language those, I need to lay those waves down. Okay, so that's one thing then, you're like, looking. I at would currents. say like like tide wise, like I you know. It's, so that improves my visibility right, in the ocean because correct. the ocean's not getting churned up as much as and the bottom from the sand and stuff. Yeah, you're not getting from, sediment up okay. in the in the like like talk to layers. me, man. <laughs> Remember, I'm here too. It, it's kind of sad. It's funny that I'm. I finally know Amy knows him. your language, this, but come on. <laughs> After ten years, I'm still learning. Ten plus. My cough again. It's funny because I hear him say these things all the time, and I and you know the whole yeah we listen to each other, but are you really listening? But, <laughs> you're right. But and, now you wish you listened because it's a, it's applicable, right? So okay, so we have the winds, we have the currents, and you have the tide. You were at tide. Look, 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 look. look. None of that shit matters. <laughs> Truth. Preach. Be in the water. Preach. Is the only way to find lobster. Yeah, and I'm actually. And like, here's how you catch them. Once. Okay, so. Did you just bust up my checklist? Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> Amy, you know, well, I don't interrupt. But you know what? Here's know. the thing. Here's the thing. We are on a time schedule right, right now. Right. We That's literally, I'm going no matter what. So what the time conditions is it? are going to be what the conditions you know what? are going to be. What time is it? Because in like 24 hours, we're going to be wet. It's true. It's a true. That statement. is true. We're in 24 hours, we're going to be wet. Oh, man. So sure. go to bed. Take so, a nap. <laughs> here's the thing this is how you catch lobster. Okay. When you spot them from the surface. I wish I, I wish I had a video of this because you're getting very animated. This is very <laughs> serious. This is an intense part of the show. So when you see a lobster from the surface, with your light, you want to actually point your light off the lobster. Do not- See lobster, don't see lobster. Check. I see you, but I don't. I missed you. I went right over you. Um, if you were to intensely point that light on that lobster, you are going to spook that lobster. It's going to go away, back into a crack, into a hole somewhere. You will never see a lobster again. If you were to point that lobster off the side and you were to use the ambient light Ooh. to actually see that lobster, or like I do, I have a skinny light now, not a big one, and I actually slide my hand up over the light and actually cover and actually close the light and actually just let a little bit out, a little bit of a gap. And uh, therefore, I control the amount of light out there <laughs> control the <laughs> and i dive down and then um here's the thing you want to just slam your hand right on that lobster slap it if it you know what just slam it down pin it to the rock if it starts to just slap its tail just hold it hold it it's gonna stop okay just pin it down it's good news it's flapping because you got it it's going to escape. You guys are going to lose lobster tomorrow night. Oh, great. Okay? I'm going to tell you that right now. I hopes to, I don't know. I'm going to crush your dreams. Okay. You're going to lose some lobster. You're going to be pissed. You're going to come up. Fuck! <laughs> I had the bucket of bucket. <laughs> it's going to happen. That was Jason's voice, by oh, the way. Oh, okay, yeah, Thank you. Because I was like, I definitely it's don't gonna sound like more, that. More you don't sound like no. that. Mm -mm. You're more like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, pin it down. Alpha. We love like that alpha. As yeah, soon as uh -huh. you pin it down, take your other hand and just put your hand underneath it Tenderly and grab it. Tenderly caress its belly. All of a sudden, it grabs your hand. Ooh. And then you put it on your chest or put it in your bag. Whatever you want. Um, if it's big enough, you know, you just put it straight in your bag. If it's small... Hold on to it either by the carapace, the top part, or hold it to your chest, and then you can measure it, whatever. That's what our flashlights are for. Um, that's all you guys need to know about lobster diving, period. You're going to be dark. It's going to be slam dark. Slam it down. It's going to be scary. Measure. You're going to have fun. And say, we're going to be wet. We're going to be cold. We'll drink a beer at the end, and it'll be great. We're going to have seven Dude. lobster each. How about each. some hot toddies? Do you bring those aboard? Can you find a place at 10? You're going to be the first, and I can't wait for okay. it. Okay. All right. Amen. Fucking A, Amy. Hot toddies, bring, man. Bring on a new tradition. That's what I'm All right. All right. It's going to be – it's going to happen, man. I, I'm, I'm excited, uh, dude. I'm, I'm, sweet potatoes I can breathe now. In 24 man. hours, it's going down. It's going down. Getting out there lobster diving. I think we're going to have to come back and recap this this trip. We uh, are going to so recap much hype. it. I got a, I got so a feeling, much hype. I got like a feeling that in, it's just going to come In up. one week, we are going to recap it. And I, you know what? I don't Deal. even want to talk anymore. In. I'm done. I Hands need to go to bed. I need, I'm done. Hands, Hands in. in. Ready? Team Lobster on three. One, one two, two, three. Team Lobster. lobster. Right. <laughs>
Thanks for listening. Free Range Tales. We're coming back at you. Lobster Next edition. Next week, it's been, it's been said right here. It's on record. Next it's on week, wax. lobster edition. Yeah, we're coming back with the, uh, the tales from the sea, the deep sea. Peace, man. Check us out. Instagram, Free Range Thank Tales. Thank you. We'll be back. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Free Range Tales podcast. We're having fun reliving some of our stories and hope you guys are too. Leave us a comment and let us know what you think. Also, check us out on Instagram at Free Range Tales. Thanks for listening. We'll check you next time.